0: Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's f-i-t-b-o-d.me M-E slash Zabe. Today on the Cast, you asked for it and you got it. More football, please. And today I deliver a solo cast of nothing but week 14 in the National Football League. All the games, the plays, the nuggets, and the numbers. From the Eagles to be in the first in, to Purdy Mania by the Bay, and... There's a crazy dark horse that controls their own destiny. Your 30-minute dose of uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, and Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, December 12, 2022. Thank you for downloading. This is absolutely one of the freshest podcasts you will get. This is being recorded damn near midnight on a Sunday night after I have gone through the Sunday grind. You might have seen this on Twitter. I took a picture of my detailed notes right here on my official, beautiful, four-color process card stocked of Zabecast official podcast note cards. And man, there's a lot to talk about today. So I'll start with this. Okay, first of all, I know. This is not a real job. This is not real work. Boo-hoo! So you're doing a podcast at midnight. You have to sleep for six hours. only, Only six hours? And then you wake up and in your pajamas, you do your radio show. Come on! Real work is laying 800 linear feet of, you know, travertine tile outdoors on a pool deck in 40 degree temperature. Or something like that. I get it. But hey, it's work for me. You know, I'd, I'd love to sit on my ass and just casually watch football all day on Sunday and not actually work it. But during the whole Charger Dolphin game, which looked great, as I kept looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down, I was working. I was looking up notes and facts and making sure, okay, did I get the right name on this guy? A couple highlights here as well. I did all that stuff, and you know why I did all that? Because of your feedback. When I say feedback is always welcome. I lie a bit. I I should say, if you would like to give me feedback, here's how. Zabe at Yahoo.com. It's often welcomed, but not always welcomed. Like, for example, here was two I did not welcome. This one from Jed Hollings, Nashville, Tennessee. Zabe, I love you, man. But we have, whenever someone starts with that, I can mm, feel it. I feel the disappointment coming right after that. I love you, man, but we have moved into the heart of the NFL season, and I need your analysis of the games. You go to a lot of trouble and effort to pick every game on Friday and then on Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday comes on the podcast, you barely mention them, other than, of course, the Packers or the Monday night game. Maybe you toss in a sprinkling of comments on the others, but I look forward to you giving NFL commentary that goes beyond the Packers. And beyond Church's team and beyond Andy's stupid commanders. Please, man, give me more. Okay, fair enough. This one from uh, Jack T. Harris in Missouri, whose email tag is Eric Albrechtson for some reason. Anyway, dear steed, he writes that. So I know you're an insider. You're a one percenter. You get that reference. Seems like you would prefer to talk about almost any other sport than the NFL. I'm being forced to go to other podcasts to get my NFL talk. (gasps) What? There are other podcasts out there? Please, please, please get back to sports and stop some of the nonsense like your vintage video game sounds. Sincerely, Jack T. Harris of the great state of Missouri well with that as a prologue why don't we go ahead and we will dive into week 14 in the National Football League on your late Sunday night fresh out of the oven results analysis nuggets and more now the carry for Sanders and this one breaks loose he's headed for the end zone touchdown check that 232 rushing <laughs> that's some quick math and that's 144 today for sanders all right Jalen, still stacking up all those wins and stacking up a lot of points just offensively maybe a silly question but is there another gear you guys can read we just want to continue to taste progress we want to continue to learn from our mistakes learn from our successes and just continue to grow And with that, the Philadelphia Eagles move to 12-1. and one. Week 14 in the NFL is almost a wrap. One more game to go on Monday night. And in New York, the Giants just got destroyed. 48-22, to 22, your final score. The Giants are who we thought they were. I mean, all cylinders firing for the Eagles in this one. I mean... Jalen Hurts, first quarterback in NFL history to have 10 or more rushing touchdowns in uh, three straight seasons, I believe. Uh, Miles Sanders, 144 yards rushing. They had seven sacks. Saquon Barkley was not supposed to play in this game because of his neck injury, but then did anyway. So go figure on that one. Uh, the Eagles are 12-1, and one, and they got the number two offense, number three defense in the league. They got everything. Why are they not being called a super team? It could be on me. Maybe they're a Cat 3, Cat 4 sort of super team? Jalen Hurts is your MVP if the season ended right now, and that will be over some pretty good players like Patrick Mahomes. More on him in just a second. Uh, the Eagles are at Chicago next week. The Giants are at Washington on a flexed-in Sunday night special. New York is 7-5-1 and after the loss. That takes us down to Dallas, where the Cowboys escaped. Up the middle, into the end zone for the touchdown. High-arcing toss for the end zone. It is intercepted. Cowboys pick it off in the end zone, and Dallas will avoid a Texas-sized upset. Man. Talk about an escape. Dallas wins 27-23 on a monstrous 98-yard touchdown drive engineered by Dak Prescott. But of course, it took a goal line stand in which they stopped Jeff Driscoll on a botched fourth and goal play. He turned one way. The running back turned the other. Texans got a Texan. That's how Houston's been this year. Uh, It's the 18th late game comeback for Dak in his career and afterwards Jerry Jones was just all see hello Dak Prescott that's that's all I'm thinking about right now is that comeback for the win uh they had a chance up 23 20 did the Texans as 17 point dogs to stick a dagger in after a late Dak interception but the goal line stand Dallas has some grit to them Oh, they played a terrible game. Dog shit game. It was a Driscoll-Mills combo, by the way, at quarterback. Uh, Driscoll was playing a lot of Wildcat shit, a lot of run option stuff, and it really threw the Cowboys off in this one. Dallas 10-3. They're at Jacksonville next week. And uh, Houston at home to Kansas City. That should make them 1-12-1. They'll be the number one team uh, picking in the NFL draft. Hello, Caleb Williams assuming he comes out that takes us to why not Detroit everybody hello detroit Justin Jackson inside the 10 to the 5 he dives for a Lions touchdown <laughs> You guys being ready to go. You guys have been ready to go for six weeks, man. That's the way to come out and set the tone for the day. One more at a time. Stick together. Family on three. One, two, three. There you go. The Hard Knocks kids, huh? How about the Lions? The Lions have now won five of their last six games. They... uh, have had 25 or more points per game in five in a row. They haven't done that since 1954, pretty much the last great year for Lions football. And they had a Penny Sewell in motion tackle eligible play. That was sweet. Dan Campbell had a fake punt that went for big yardage as well. Wow. And that the odds makers are right. They had Detroit minus two and a half at home. I took the Vikings like an idiot. The Vikings are now 10-3 with a minus-1 point differential on the year. Minus-1. Detroit 34, Minnesota 23. 6-7, Detroit is, and they are surging down the stretch. It still may not be enough to get in the postseason. Minnesota 10-3. Could have clinched the division, but did not. Dalvin Cook, 15 carries for just 23 yards. This obscured... An otherwise hellacious day by Justin Jefferson, a franchise record eleven catches for two twenty three. That is a record. Yet a lot of empty calories from Kirk over four hundred yards in a we're scrambling to come from two scores behind kind of game. But man, when I talk to Charge this week, going to get a temperature check on him. He's got to be feeling pretty pretty nervous. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings host the Colts and soon to be coach of the year Jeff Saturday. Uh, Next week, the Detroit Lions are at the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. One more highlight intro. Let's go to San Francisco. Four-man rush. Purdy loaded up, going deep. He's got a man. Aiyuk in. Touchdown, 49ers. Are you kidding? That's going to do it. Man, the 49ers. Going to win it 35-7 to in Brock Purdy, the first quarterback to beat Tom Brady. How about this Niners defense? It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is indeed. I overthank this one. I, I th- overthink. I overthunk. I overthunk this one. I'm like, why is San Fran only three and a half? This is a lock. Tampa can't do shit against anybody, much less a really sick defense. Well, uh, I was right the first time. Don't overthink it, dum-dum. San Fran 35, Tampa Bay 7, your final there, covering the 3.5 easily as the Niners go to 9-4. and four. Tampa still is in first at 6-7, and seven, but don't look now with Carolina beating Seattle. More on that in just a minute. It was the Brock Purdy Show. Two touchdowns, one running, as well as parents took a picture with him in the stands afterwards. He moves confidently in the pocket. He also speaks confidently in the huddle. He might be that dude. Bad news for the Niners. Debo Samuel, severely sprained ankle. Could be a high ankle sprain. Tried to walk off on his own. Had to get on the cart. They are up 21-0 in the late second quarter. Some were saying, why are you running Debo up the middle? Others would say, hey, it's our offense. He runs. He catches. He does what he does. Christian McCaffrey, 119 yards, two touchdowns, including one on a sweet catch, bobble, and recatch in the end zone. I said when they got McCaffrey, I'm like, this is unfair, the weapons they have. Ayuk as well. Uh, Brady was yelling at the refs. Brady was yelling at his wide receivers. Brady threw 55 passes. <laughs> they do not run the ball for shit in Tampa, and yet they're still deleting the division. But hold that thought on that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are home against Cincinnati this week. The Niners are at Seattle on Thursday Night Football. Kansas City held off Denver, 34-28 to your final in a wild game in Denver. Bad day for for good old uh, uh, bathrooms as they got two touchdowns from Russell Wilson before he left the game with a concussion, but it was the Patrick Mahomes show, the full Mahomes show from these no look, I'm running out of bounds, whoop, no I'm not, I'm just going to flip it to Jarek McKinnon for a 60-yard touchdown, and then Mahomes throwing picks that make you go, what? what, what are you doing? It was a Mahomes going woo, 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 in the pocket, then throwing for touchdowns. It was a hell of a game. There was more highlights in this game that were absolutely amazing than maybe any other game, other than say Buffalo and the Jets. They had a couple of uh, sick highlights as well. Kansas City raced out to a twenty-seven to lead with four thirty-two left in the first half. You thought it was going to be an absolute blowout. Next thing you know, they start clawing back into it. Denver. So Kansas City now. Uh, has beaten Denver 14 straight with the win. Uh, They have double-digit wins, Kansas City, for eight straight seasons. That's pretty darn nice. They're closing in on their seventh AFC West title in that span. That's pretty nice. And the only consolation for the Broncos is that Russell Wilson played half decent and then got concussed, so he may not play next week. Shout out to you, uh, bathrooms. You may actually win this one when it's all said and done. Concussion, more on the nano bubble water with Russell Wilson in a second. Uh, Jerry, Judy, Judy, Judy finally had a breakout game, three touchdowns after yelling at the ref and bumping into the ref, which normally is a ejection. Automatically, no questions asked. Man, he got away with one there. Also, there was a Willie Gay pick six for the Chiefs that was beyond belief. I love Willie Gay after he said, he said, look, man, I've been an athlete ever since high school. That didn't surprise me. Tipped it with his left hand on a screen pass and then stiff arm Russell Wilson to the ground running back for a touchdown. Pretty, pretty nice. Uh, Marlon Mack had a long touchdown on a short screen pass and Russell Wilson nearly dislocated his elbow, pumping his fist like he had actually done something. The hit he took was pretty bad. He was laying motionless. He had a bunch of turf in his helmet, Russell Wilson. Will he play next week? Too early to say. Kansas City escapes 34-28. 10-3 for the Chiefs. 3-10 and for Denver. Uh, Chiefs are at Houston this week. Denver hosts Arizona. Baltimore escapes Pittsburgh 16-14. to These games are always two or three or even one-point games, aren't they? Uh, Baltimore ran the ball like crazy because they had to because Ty Huntley got jacked up by Minka Fitzpatrick, who plays right on the edge of dirty, if not more than that sometimes. Did you see the Minka Fitzpatrick tackle of J.K. Dobbins on the long run as he was like six yards out of bounds? I was like, damn. Anyway, Anthony Brown came in for Huntley, who got jacked up in this game. And uh, Trubisky came in for Kenny Pickett. Who also got concussed. More on that in a second. I know I keep saying that, but I got a whole second card full of follow-up notes to these games. Uh, that said, there's an interesting stat regarding three-pick games for Trubisky and for Pickett because they both had them this year. Trubisky was terrible. Throwing over the middle, dumb-dumb picks, deep inside, plus territory in a 7-point, 6-point game. Ufa, Baltimore improves to 9-4. and four. I don't know how Pittsburgh's five and eight and uh, Baltimore covers the plus two and a half because they were the dog in this game. Baltimore is at Cleveland this week. That will be the art model. Look at what you did to my team game. And then Pittsburgh is at Carolina this week for themselves. Buffalo over the Jets 20 to 12. It was a brutal weather game in upstate New York. The Empire State Showdown. The Jets, who beat Buffalo earlier this year, had many chances. But poor Mike White got demolished repeatedly in this game. Game started with 10 straight punts. Oh, by the way, five for each team. But Josh Allen did just enough. Only threw for 147 yards, but made plays like scrambling on third and 15. And then for the final three yards to get the first down, leaps in the air, and pretty much hurdles two guys, gets helicoptered around, falls to the ground. First down, he gets up like he's made out of rubber. It's unbelievable. They said they were going to win this one for Von Miller, the Bills, and they did. After the game, head coach Robert Saleh, or Salah, for the Jets said, we're going to see this team again. I got a feeling. Putting his note out there for that. Uh, Buffalo was a 10-point favorite, did not cover. 20-12 to year final. Bills are now 10-3. Jets are 7-6 and need to start punching to get into the playoffs. Buffalo hosts Miami. Jets host Detroit. Cincinnati over Cleveland, 23-10. Huzzah, huzzah, Joe Burrow. You have finally beaten the Browns after being Uh, 0-4. 23-10, your final. Cincinnati was favored by four in this one. They improved to 9-4. Cleveland is 5-8. How did uh, Deshaun Watson play? Better, but not great. He did have an INT. Uh, including a interception or incompletion on 4th and six late in the game that could have brought him a little bit closer in this one. Uh, Burrow was not spectacular himself. However, it was just enough Jamar Chase at just the right time. Uh, the Bengals lost Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins in this game with injuries. No word on how bad they are. But Cincinnati, after going 0-2 out of the gates, have won 9 of their last 11. And they get some guys healthy again, for God's sakes. They're going to be a danger in the postseason. Reportedly, they made some changes on offense to let Joe Burrow call more stuff at the line of scrimmage. It seems to be working. The Browns are pulling into another lost season at 5-8. and eight. Cincinnati 9-4. Cincinnati hosts Tampa Bay. Or at, they're at Tampa Bay next week. And then Cleveland hosting Baltimore. Jacksonville over Tennessee, 36-22. to 22. Career day for Trevor Lawrence, 368 yards. And the Titans just looked out of sorts entirely. Titans have lost three in a row. And a uh, huge day for Evan Ingram. Tight end Evan Engram for the uh, Jags. 11 catches, a buck 62, and two touchdowns. Jaguars had four sacks. They forced four turnovers, and the Titans were booed in this game at one point late in the third quarter. Of course, they went three and out, three and out. And then on the first drive of the fourth quarter, (laughs) they run a stupid-ass wildcat direct snap to uh, uh, Henry, and he fumbles it, and they turn the ball over. It was that kind of day. Uh, for the Titans, who fall to seven and six, and they too, while they still lead that awful division, uh, need to get it kicked into gear because they have now lost three straight. Tennessee was favored by three and a half. They obviously didn't cover. They were outright losers. Jacksonville hosts Dallas this week. Tennessee is at the Chargers. You know we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. You need Indeed. The Carolina Panthers beat Seattle 30-24, to 24, and they're one of the dark horse teams that, believe it or not, control their destiny. Wow. Panthers have won three of four. Uh, this was Steve Wilkes as their interim coach. This after they ran off uh, Willie Anderson. Willie Anderson, the wide receiver. Get all these Anderson mixed up. The dumb-dumb the, the Anderson wide receiver. Cut in from the team that was one of the first thing Wilkes did. He's like, I'm not putting up with that. They trade McCaffrey because they're like, well, we need to get what we can. Then they uh, let Baker Mayfield go. Panthers have won three of four. Uh, Seattle's defense against the run is completely in shambles. They've allowed three three straight games of 200 or more yards rushing. The Panthers ran for 223. They led this game 20-7 at one point, including a 17-0 get-out-in-front game. Uh, Seattle falls to 7-6. and six. Carolina is now 5-8. and eight. They host Pittsburgh to Carolina. Seattle is at home against San Francisco on Thursday night football. And there you go. Week number 14. Whew. All right. Let's go ahead and give you the uh, more on that in a second note card. Kenny Pickett. Uh, he got pulled from this game against the Ravens because he got clearly concussed as he got whipped hard to the ground, I believe by Roquan Smith. And he then went into the blue tent of medical miracles. He was consulted by the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant or the UNC or UNC. Hey, go talk to UNC, uncle Jed, see if your head's all right. And they let him back in the game. (laughs) They let him back in the game. I mean, this is like it keeps happening. My wife, bless her, often asks the most innocent yet poignant and on-point questions because she's not a big sports fan. She asked me about this today before this happened. She said, so how does that work then if somebody gets, you know, crushed by somebody and they might have a concussion and, you know, who determines whether they can go back in the game or not to go? And I gave her the whole spiel. I go, well, honey, they have an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. And they are not affiliated with the team. She was instantly like, so what do you mean not affiliated with a team? They're getting paid to be there on the sideline. I'm like, "Eh, maybe not. Maybe it's a charity thing. They're just like, give me a ticket to the game. I'll come evaluate guys. Then I told her about the whole situation with Tua Tunga-Vailoa earlier this year. And I think I said something like, they're not going to let that happen again. (laughs) They let it happen again. Kenny Pickett was cleared to go back in the game, played one series, clearly wasn't right, and then pulled for the rest of the game for Mitch Trubisky, or as Church calls him, Sad Trombonsky. Wah, wah, wah. After the game, Mike Tomlin was asked, Sue, Sue, how, what happened there? Tomlin apparently said that Trubisky, or excuse me, that Pickett became symptomatic And that's why he was pulled out of the game again. (laughs) I mean, you could see his ass get ragdolled into the ground. You could see him get up woozy. You would think the NFL would have their arms around this by now, but they do not. Now, here's the craziest thing of all about the picket-Trubisky combo. You ready? I don't know if this is a stat of the day or not, but I think the Steelers have to be the first team ever that in one season had two quarterbacks who were replaced for each other. And the replacement came in to throw three interceptions in relief of a game in a loss, of course, because how are you going to win throwing three picks? It happened today with Pickett going out with his concussion. Trubisky comes in, throws three picks, stinks up the joint. They lose. Earlier this year, Trubisky was stinking up the joint. They put in Pickett for the first time as a rookie. He throws three interceptions in an October 2nd loss to the Jets. Has that ever happened in the NFL? Behold, you're maybe it's a stat of the day. More Week 14 Nuggets. It was 50 degrees on the sidelines. Oh, I didn't give you a recap of the Chargers and the Dolphins. The Chargers won. Herbert looked great. Uh, Tyreek got loose a couple times for touchdowns. These are all things I looked up as I was writing down all these notes uh, that I saw during the game. I don't have a full recap for you with all the stats and numbers. But, um, yeah, Uh, Chargers also had a chance, or excuse me, the Dolphins had several chances late. There was a play, okay? I do want to talk about this. Uh, There was a penalty on roughing the passer on a basic sack of Justin Herbert. Basic. Basic. The Dolphins defender clearly tried to brace himself as he landed on Herbert while he was in the act of, you know, playing football. But he didn't brace himself enough. And Scott Novak, the crew chief, threw a late, late flag. I don't like this guy. I don't like Scott Novak. He reminds me of um, Bill Levy with just a mean asshole face. Now, Scott Novak may be a prince among men, might be the most charming, lovely fella. Looks like a dick and calls games like a dick. If you're with me, knock on wood about Scott Novak. Throws a late flag because they're like, well, we got to protect quarterbacks, right? It would have been a big sack on third and long, would have really helped out the Dolphins. Instead, gives the Chargers a first down. They ended up punting on that drive anyway, but still, it took some time and gave them some yards. It just was one of those plays you go, for fuck's sake, why do I watch all this NFL? Why do I invest so much time, money, effort, passion on this league that is going to be this way? And I guess the answer is because it's still so fucking good, but it's so frustrating. I know why the NFL is doing it. They're doing it to try to protect quarterbacks, but I counted, at least by my count, there was five QB threes that were playing on Sunday some of whom had virtually no experience whatsoever. Anthony Brown for the Ravens was one. Flacco came in when uh, Mike White was knocked around badly, promptly fumbled, dick, Flacco. He's a QB three, because remember, pretty boy Zach Wilson's on the bench in street clothes, just looking pretty. Brock Purdy is a QB three, played great. Sam Darnold is a essentially QB three for the Panthers, got a win. And then whatever three-headed abomination the Texans are running out there of Mills, Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, there's five QB3s. So in other words, for all the Kings' efforts and all the Kings' rules and all the Kings' memos to the dicks of the NFL officiating ranks like Scott Novak, man, you better call these things, it's not working. You can't protect these players, these quarterbacks. And some quarterbacks run around – like, what? Does this game hurt? do not hurt me. Josh Allen is one. Jalen Hurts runs smart, but he runs a lot of power stuff and gets knocked around pretty good. Mahomes um, seem to survive a lot of contact along the way. Some guys seem to be just more dipped in bulletproof armor or whatever you want to call it about injuries than other quarterbacks. And then some guys, you touch them and they they break, basically. Go figure. It was 50 on the sideline, apparently, in the game between the Chargers and the Dolphins. L.A. has an open-air, open-side, roofed stadium that is the wonder of the NFL. Probably the best newfangled stadium in the league. I would love to see it soon. Anyway, it was like a cold day in L.A., and Mike Tirico said, you know... It's in the 50s here in LA today, and I kid you not, but I noticed there were heaters on the sidelines for, and I don't want to, uh, I I don't want to say who it was because I don't remember if it was on the Charger sideline or if it was on the Dolphin sideline. Either way, you know what I got to say. I got five letters for you. Fire takes. Yeah. good stuff there. Um, I love the family aspect of the NFL, and I love two moments on Sunday. One was Jamison Williams out of Alabama playing for the first time all year. Long road back from his knee injury, suffered in the championship game last year. Catching a touchdown, yeah, he was wide open, but still. Caught a touchdown and then ran to the end zone and gave the game ball to his dad. I cannot get enough of this. See, I'll put up with all the other bullshit of the league to watch this stuff. Also, Brock Purdy's family, they showed his dad in the stands. At one point, hugging his his sister, it looked like. It, it looked like his daughter or Brock Purdy's sister, not Mama Purdy. But kind of hugging, you know, Brock Purdy's sister and then starting to choke up. God, Choke up, man. I love you. And then after the game, Brock Purdy found him and he went and he stood underneath him and they took a nice family photo. Fucking A, man. that's That's good stuff right there. I especially love it when the long shot guys have this kind of success because you think of a Brock Purdy as... You're kind of a mortal. You're a mortal in a in a league of gods, of Adonises, of legends, just because he was not picked until the very last pick of the draft. And so when he when guys like him have success and they share it with their family and everyone's like, Can you believe this? My boy is out there balling on a badass team, the San Francisco 49ers, one of the most iconic pedigreed franchise in the NFL, it's really got to be one of those, I am pinching myself so hard, I cannot believe this is happening. It's a feel-good story, and I really should be inclined to fucking hate everything about the Niners, but I, I, I can't hate on this story. And I love those moments, whether it's Jamison Williams playing for the first time after a long road back from a bad injury to the Purdy family photo, I dig it. Oh yeah, one more thing on Mr. Irrelevant. Apparently, profootballtalk.com says it's time to get rid of the tag Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in the NFL draft because, you know, a full like 20% of NFL rosters are full of guys that were not drafted. That when the draft was cut from, what was it, 11 rounds or 14 rounds to seven, you had a lot of players who are really good players who would land on teams, land on rosters, get in the game and start contributing. So Mr. Irrelevant is sort of an insult that shouldn't, Survive? Fuck. Pro football talk, just stop with all this sensitivity bullshit. Do you think Brock Purdy cares about being that tag? No, he shouldn't. It's just a tag. You're the last pick in the draft. You're the caboose at the long train of the draft. Who cares? Wear it. Own it. Be proud of it. Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy's not irrelevant. He's balling out right now. Um, Tampa Bay. Tackle Donovan Smith had a holding call in the game against the Niners that negated a 68-yard touchdown to Mike Evans. Hey, it happens. Problem is, it's happening a lot to him this year. Apparently, Donovan Smith has 10 penalties on the season. Not sure if they're all for holding or for false starts, but I saw this. 10 penalties on the year. He's had three penalties now negate touchdowns. Ouch. I think that the great... Uh, Joe Thomas, left tackle for the Browns, had some stat about penalties or pressures or sacks allowed that is so insane you wouldn't believe it. Also never missed a game at left tackle, which is also bonkers. But I don't know, something about Donovan Smith, he he is the touchdown eraser because it happened again to him. Mike White left the game in Buffalo in an ambulance, quote, just in case battered and bruised and knocked around. He got hit by Matt Milano up the middle in the gut and it folded him like it was a banquet chair in a church rec room. (laughs) He was down. He kept getting up. I know why the Jets players love this guy because he's a dog and he will stand in there and take it. But yeah, they took him to the hospital. He had multiple injuries. And they said, well, it was just in case. They said, you checked out fine. He flew home with the team. <laughs> I love that. All right, uh, here's our quarterback. He's kind of been fucked up today. All right, uh, anything specific you want to look at? You just look at all of it. Yeah, just give him a good once-over. Got hit in the stomach. Looks bad. Uh, where, where does it hurt? Mikey boy. Ugh, uh everywhere. Woo, woo. All right, we'll take care of it. We'll get him back in time for the team flight. We'll let you know if we find anything. Here's a stat that's nuts. The Panthers' run game is now plus 64 yards per game on average since they traded Christian McCaffrey. How is that possible? Chuba Hubbard and Raheem Blackshear, who ran wild against the Seahawks on Sunday, and Steve Wilkes deserves a serious look at another head coaching job, because look at what he's done culture-wise in Carolina. One of the first things he did was he cut Robbie Anderson. That's who it is, not Willie Anderson. He cut Robbie Anderson. Because he was being a mouthy dick on the sideline. And Steve Wilkes is like, I don't care if you think I'm the interim guy. I don't have the authority. Fuck you. You're out of the, you're out of the game. You're off the sideline. You're off the team. Goodbye. Then they would say, you know what? Baker, sit down. We're going to put in, you know, uh, Sam Darnold. But Darnold's won three of four games, I believe. Mayfield wants to be waived. They said, fine, we'll we'll let you go. They traded McCaffrey. Steve Wilkes doing a hell of a job in the Panthers. Yes, control their own destiny because if they win out, they will win the division. They got to go four games. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, bang, boom, and another boom. Steelers have to win out to avoid their first non-winning season since 2003. Holy shnikes, nearly 20 years of not having a single losing season, nearly 20 years of the worst year you've had is, oh, 500, poor you, as as uh, Tony Soprano's mother once would say, poor you, which drove Tony crazy. The Titans fired their GM this week, then they lost on Sunday, total BS move. Did you know the Titans have now played 77 players this year due to injury? That's a shitload. That's a lot. They've played 77 players this year due to injury. Last year, the Titans played 91 players due to injury. That was an NFL record for most players ever played. And how is that the GM's fault? The GM should get a raise and an extension because you lost 91 games last year and you're a playoff team? Oh, well, you choked in the playoffs. Well... Yeah, football happens. What are you going to do? Instead, they fired him. And like I said, tough day for bathrooms. Two touchdown passes for Russell Wilson. One was a very lucky, long touchdown run and scamper from Marlon Mack. But still, two touchdowns. So he is now just two touchdowns shy of matching bathrooms in his mega mansion in Denver. We'll wait for the update from our TikTok guy in the touchdowns to bathrooms category, but we'll see if he actually plays this coming week because of his concussion. Regarding that concussion, I looked it up because I said, okay, we joke about Russell Wilson and the so-called nano bubbles. Let me make sure I don't misremember that. And the answer is no, I I don't misremember it at all. August 28th, 2015, when Russell Wilson was at his peak of Russell Wilson-done, Wilson Wilson is an investor in Reliant Recovery Water, a $3 per bottle concoction. It's not a terrible price. With nanobubbles. What the fuck are they? And electrolytes that purportedly help people recover quickly from workouts. And according to Wilson, injury. He mentions a teammate whose knee healed miraculously and then shared his own testimonial. Quote, I banged my head during the Packers game in the playoffs, and the next day I was fine, said Wilson. It was the water. Now you know why none of his teammates like this guy. (laughs) Complete fucking phony. Agent Mark Rogers offered a hasty interjection. Well, we're not saying we have real medical proof. But Wilson, in this PR appearance, shook his head, energized by the subject, and spoke with an evangelist's zeal. I know it works, his eyes brightened. Soon you're going to be able to order it straight from Amazon. Well, Dangerous, get on Amazon, order some of your bubble water, and good luck getting your head straight because that looked like a really tough hit. My picks sucked this week. What's new? You should have faded them. I was one and two. My lock did not come home. I had Minnesota plus two and a half, outright loser. Baltimore plus two and a half. That was a skinny winner, but still a winner. And Tampa Bay plus three and a half because I over thunk it or over thank it or over what something did. So there you go. All right, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. It is 1226 a.m. I've got to go to bed, sleep fast, wake up early, do my show on 97.3 The Game out of Milwaukee, where I hope you will join me then because we've got plenty more to talk about. Tomorrow will be Andy Poland here on the Zabecast, and we'll get into a lot of other stuff, including the unbelievable, stunning tragedy that is Grant Wall passing away while covering the World Cup just weeks after he had been detained for wearing a rainbow t-shirt by the authorities. The plot thickens. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.